News, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here on the news line with us. Now, we're glad to say that a man who is a global rock star because of Beekeeping 101 at Penn State is on the line. Tom Butzler is back. We've been lucky enough to talk to him about a number of topics related to horticulture and sometimes about bees, too. But, uh, Tom, do you ever get the latest numbers of how many people globally have seen Beekeeping 101 from Penn State? Uh, thanks for having me on, Mark. Uh, good question. Uh, you know, not I haven't looked up those numbers recently, but let me say that during the pandemic, um, we had about, uh, I think the last time I looked, about 35,000 folks um, that had registered for the class. People had some time on their hands, and they were curious about what was going on in their backyard or wanted a hobby or something to do with their kids. So there was an increased um, um, interest in this, in this hobby. And you could see that not only in the registration of Beekeeping 101, but, you know, people can get that education elsewhere also. But when you talk to some of the equipment suppliers, I mean, they were just swamped. People, you know, buying hives and, and you know, the protective equipment, the veils, smokers, and so forth. And it, it was just a rush for those materials and supplies. Well, and I think it was slightly more challenging to get them, too. Maybe more driving involved or, uh, of course, masking and distancing had to be present whenever you were involved in a retail or a pickup location. Uh, It may come as a surprise to people that you can just go buy bees when you are ready. Explain that to our audience, and then we'll get into exactly what Beekeeping 101 is. Yeah, so if you have a, a equipment and you're ready to introduce bees into that equipment, there are a couple ways to do that. I mean, you could go to a local beekeeper and maybe buy bees right off of him, but they don't have those in large quantities that can supply everybody. There is a huge industry down in the southern United States where they produce what we call these packaged bees, and these are bees that are placed into these um, little cage boxes. They're not closed tight. They have to have plenty of air movement. But there'll be three pounds of these worker bees in this package, along with a queen. And then these are shipped all over uh, the United States, uh, where, you know, people are, maybe they've lost a lot of bees coming out of winter, or they're new to the hobby, and they want to basically start from scratch. And then you just place these three-pound package bees in uh, your empty equipment. Um, Now, uh, there are beekeepers that will drive down south and bring up a couple hundred packages, and you can purchase it off of them. Or, as amazing as it sounds, you can order packaged bees through the U.S. uh, postal system, and they'll deliver bees through the mail. And I'm not sure I really encourage that too much because, um, you know, sometimes it might sit in a a truck uh, or in a warehouse. I kind of like the concept of maybe working with a, a local beekeeper or a beekeeping club, but you can order these through the mail. Well, my lovely bride and I have purchased bees uh, locally, and uh, we know some of the neighboring states have bees for sales, too. So, And there were bee, as you mentioned, there were beekeepers in Pennsylvania that would advertise that they're going to have uh, packages for sale. They go get them at the appropriate uh, time, So, but you've got to pre-order that. Okay, so bees yep. can be purchased. That's a bulletin for a lot of folks around here. Now let's talk about Beekeeping 101. That's the purpose of our interview today, to really introduce the general public to the idea of beekeeping, and it's a fun interesting great hobby for uh, folks to do yeah so you know I, I mark i really think this pertains almost to any hobby anymore you know there, there, there's an expense in hobbies and before you invest in anything and, and in this instance beekeeping where you're going to purchase equipment uh bees 
um, you know, the uh, jars if you're going to extract honey and all that stuff. You may want to sit down and really research it so that you don't make major mistakes that are going to cost you time and money. So this is one of the purposes of Beekeeping 101. It's just to give you that foundation. You're dealing with a living organism, and the life cycle and what goes on during the life cycle is pretty complex. And then when you look at this uh, honeybee colony, it's a caste system, thousands of workers. Then you've got, and they're all female. Then you have this, these drones. They're male. And then you've got this one reproductive female. That's the queen. And they all interact. They all have their certain jobs. And they're all doing different things different times of the years. And as a beekeeper, you kind of need to know what is going on so that if you open up a hive and, you know, you're poking around, and something seems different or, you know, askew, you can correct that. Otherwise, things can get really wacky in that hive and your investment <laughs> goes down the drain. So the purpose of Beekeeping 101 is just to kind of explore some of those basic concepts to get you launched and started on the right foot. Now, I do have to say, Mark, you know, you don't have to do Beekeeping 101. This is an online opportunity people can do in the comfort of their home. I do want to say that, you know, some of the local beekeeping clubs are also pretty adept at teaching uh, this material. So, for example, in the Susquehanna Valley region, there's a pretty active club called the Beekeepers of the Susquehanna Valley. And they meet on a regular basis, and they have field days where you can do some hands-on activities outside your listening area or on the peripheral of your listening area, maybe like the Center County uh, Beekeeping Association. But there are plenty of different ways to get this foundation. Beekeeping is uh, uh, 101 is one of them. nice thing about it is that, you know, you can maybe in the evening you can pull it up and watch it and listen, you know, watch the videos, do some reading. Uh, you can do it repeatedly. You have access to the material for an uh, extended period of time. And I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the number of people uh, who have seen it approaches a million because it's been around for a while, the, the same uh, sequence of Beekeeping 101, and you are the primary instructor in that, though you do uh, call on some of the other folks. If folks are yeah. already interested, you just go to extension.psu.edu, and then you could look up uh, the uh, Beekeeping 101 there, or all the extension classes. It's not the only beekeeping class that's offered online. So what, uh, in, a, in a sort of a brief synopsis, what will folks learn about, I, I think, you know, buying hives, procuring bees, and then um, daily upkeep, what are some of the things that we're going to, or not daily upkeep, but uh, upkeep the maintenance throughout the year, what are folks going to learn in a sort of a nutshell? One of the big things is we take uh, what happens in that hive throughout the year. So what happens in the spring? what happens in the summer, and then how to prepare your bees in the fall for that upcoming winter. So we kind of look at the, the annual activity of, of a beekeeping hive. And the other thing that's kind of important is that we do have a chapter or a module, we call the modules, that um, uh, talks about some of the pest issues. That is a major problem with beekeeping these days. There, there are several pests, I guess no different than raising sweet corn or you know growing tomatoes. There's insects and diseases. Um, on those plants, there's insects and diseases uh, that go after honeybees. So we spend some time talking about that so you, you can understand what's going on and then how to manage that. 
And all of this is available. Beekeeping 101 is one way to talk about it. And you alluded in passing to something that's critically important, that there are beekeepers, and if there's one thing we know about beekeepers now, they stick together. Uh, it, <laughs> there, there are clubs. Yes, maybe it's the honey or something. But, uh, yeah. but you know, there's clubs and groups. And, yeah. uh, you know, just explain that if there's, if there's one, if you find one beekeeper, you're going to find more. Yeah, uh, um, you know, they're kind of a tight-knit community, open, open to conversation. They love to talk, believe me. But, um, yeah, they're, they're great at um, talking about their trade, their craft. They have different ideas. I'm not saying you talk to one beekeeper and that's the way you need to do it. But, you know, as you interact with them, you, you pick up tricks of the trade, you pick up some of the foundations of, of beekeeping. So they're a really interesting group to talk to, and they are open. To anyone that wants to get into into the um, uh, hobby uh, um, of beekeeping, well, and Penn State offers up a list of some of the established beekeeping groups around here. One group meets in Lewisburg, another one's not too far from Sunbury. So, uh, there are definitely yep. beekeeping groups around here. All right, explain how if someone is beekeeping, the concept of a mentor or somebody who can actually come and look at your hive and assist uh, becomes uh, somewhat important. Yeah, so. Um, a lot of beekeeping clubs have what we call mentors, and these are individuals that the first year of beekeeping, and they'll come out to your place, or maybe you'll go to their place, and they'll kind of walk you through on what you're seeing, the steps on how to open up a hive. Because for someone new to this, it's a little daunting when you open up a hive and you've got thousands of these worker bees kind of looking at you or sensing you. And if you kind of do things haphazard, you know, they might get a little aggressive, and that leads to a stinging event, of course. So, you know, working with a, a mentor will kind of walk you through these, these initial steps, how to open up a hive, how to calmly work the bees, how to apply that smoke to keep them calm, uh, how to identify some of these disease problems that you may encounter if you're keeping bees throughout the year or in the, you know, in the foreseeable future. Yeah, so this mentor just kind of walks you through it a little bit. And as I said before, many of these beekeeping, beekeeping clubs have these activities or these, this system set up for you to take advantage of. Well, and I think sometimes you see people with uh, full protective gear on so the bees don't touch them, but you see some other cowboys, they just open up the lid, pull out a, you know, a, uh, one of the uh, the hives and, you know, look at it and put it back yeah, in yeah. without gloves or anything, you know. So I guess if you you learn it and you're calm and you, you don't irritate them or anything, and they don't really seem that, to be too bothered. That's exactly right. You know, for new beekeepers, I do think it's a good idea to pretty much suit up you know, gloves, bail, and everything because you're a little nervous. But um, wearing gloves, they get kind of bulky and it's hard to manipulate the equipment. Once you get used to working with bees, they are calm, as you, as you stated there. Um, very few people wear gloves. Now, most people will wear a veil over their face. Even though, you know, bees are calm, you get stung around the eye area. That's kind of sensitive. And, you know, there could be some damage done if you get that bee sting in that eye area. Right. So most folks are wearing veils, but very few um, established beekeepers are wearing gloves. They just get in the way. All right, well, I want to recommend to people that they consider looking at the Pennsylvania Farm Show when the time comes. Penn State Extension's got tables set up, and so do some of the yep. other beekeeping associations correct. are down there. We missed it for this year, but next year, we'll put it on your calendar. All right, we only have a moment left, but the Atlantic Fruit and Vegetable Conference is underway in Hershey. That's where you're calling from. So tell yep. us about the uh, how uh, this is really critical to Pennsylvania agriculture and Pennsylvania's economy. 
Yeah, this is one of the biggest shows on the East Coast. It's the Mid-Atlantic Fruit and Vegetable Conference. We get uh, almost 2,000 growers from across the region that come in for four days of presentations on, um, you know, tomatoes. So let's just look at tomatoes, for example, uh, an insect problem on tomatoes, some of the newest varieties, uh, marketing techniques for tomatoes, and so forth. And it's, you know, in, in a day there might be a good 70 different presentations in a variety of rooms. There's a huge trade show for growers that are looking at purchasing seed or new equipment or, you know, something for their roadside stand. Um, so it's a, it's, and, and then on top of that, it's just the interaction between growers. There's a lot of networking that goes on down here. So, you know, if anyone is in a, a kind of a vegetable or fruit operation, tree fruits, small fruits such as strawberries or roadside stands or a market gardener, this is a great place, opportunity uh, to network and to get educated. Yeah, we see the local CSA is well represented there, too, so folks can find out about maybe a CSA near then. Tom, thank you so much for all your time and your information. Uh, I always feel like I leave a lot of qu- good questions on the table because we have such a short amount of time. So we'll talk to you again later this year, and we'll stay in touch, and we appreciate your help. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Tom Bussler from Penn State, the Extension uh, Office. He's based out of Clinton County, so you could even visit him uh, if uh, that becomes necessary in your beekeeping uh, novice years. Extension.psu.edu is the place to go. You can look up Tom and uh, Beekeeping 101 and all the information that we've talked about during some of our Sunrise interviews with the Penn State Extension Agency.